You are now listening to Love and War, the male and female perspective of love, life, and relationships in the 21st century, with your host, Crystal Francis. everybody thank you for tuning into another episode of love and war i'm your host dr francis and today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics ground rules for giving a second chance to an ex ground rules y'all we got to set some ground rules so Before we jump into the show, you know we're going to do like we always do and say what's up to the panel tonight. First, out the gate, we're going to give a warm, warm, warm introduction to Showtime after I come back to the section where I can unmute him. <laughs> Let's say what's up. How you doing tonight? So what's going on, everybody? Hope everybody joined us. Hopefully this last few weeks of this quarantine, everybody's staying safe. We got a good one for you all tonight. Amen, amen. Also, coming out the gate is Tasha Wilson, how you doing tonight, CW? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, I've been getting a lot of buzz and responses to my latest design for sexual assault awareness because you all know it's 365. It's not just the month of April, okay, just so we're clear. And even if you haven't been impacted, you may know someone who has. So spread the word. Let's continue to promote the power of consent. I am not for sale. Amen to that. Yo, yo. What's up? What's up? Yes, Tasha. All you got to do is say yes. But um, I'm just trying to stay active. Uh, I'm doing 50 burpees a day for 50 days. If anybody wants to join me and just staying active during this uh, in the house time. Is that when you like you lay on the ground like in push up position? You like throw yourself up in the air and clap? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I can do like two of those right now. Now we're doing fifty so a day. Fifty days, fifty days. So, so just start we, how early. We, just how start do we early. Get to fifty if we can't even get to two. No, you just we start early. Do, do we do, start with do plank? Two, do two at nine o'clock and then do two more at nine thirty. And you say just keep going every thirty minutes. Oh, just days. get to fifty whatever way you can get there. Mm-hmm. Walk across. Okay, cool. Well, y'all. It's a overcast, cloudy Monday here in Baltimore, Maryland. We're still quarantined. Although the governor of the state of Maryland decided he wanted to open up, the Baltimore County Executive said no. So we're still in the house. How y'all doing out there in Bowie? Are y'all or Virginia or D.C.? Are they still in lockdown? We still shut down as well. Yeah, we still shut down out here. Yeah. 
I don't know what I don't know what part of the state Hogan got open. It must be Allegheny County. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all the red counties because they were driving around with these, with these trucks with truck signs hanging out talking about it was unconstitutional. Don't let them go ahead and get COVID. Go right ahead. Well, it was it was really open on the Eastern Shore this weekend as well. I um went to go visit some family, so it was it was open out there. Okay. Well, they 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 social distance automatically out there. <laughs> That's what I said. They all like ten miles apart. <laughs> well, y'all, we're gonna jump into the topic tonight. We we need to set some ground rules because a lot of people out here doing sloppy seconds when they know it didn't work the first time. Didn't work the second time. Didn't work the third time. So I'm just trying to figure out, as 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 an American citizen, <laughs> how do we figure out when and if we give a person a second chance? Now, before we jump into different scenarios, because I know people are going to say it depends on the issue, it depends on the problem, it depends on what happened. Let's just generally talk about the thought process or the premise or the benchmark or rubric, whatever whatever you want to call it, for how we process second chances in general and whether or not someone deserves them. So let's start with T.W. What is your whole opinion on giving second chances? Well, I've seen it work, and then I've seen it not work. And so the ways that I've seen it work where people were giving each other a second chance is the fact that they realized they both had work to do within themselves. And so the baggage they brought to the table, um, it was almost as if they had this unrealistic expectation for their significant other to make up for the lack that they've had in their personal lives. And so a lot of times when you start idolizing a person and expecting them to overcompensate what you can only give yourself, you know, it's just not going to work. And so when you realize, okay, yeah, we both have to work on ourselves and do the inner work um, and then really understand if we're both ready or prepared to actually come back together and be mature and adult um, in the relationship, then it can work. So, a lot of times it's not, you know, oh, somebody did this or somebody did that. It's oftentimes the understanding that maybe you are contributing to the problem and it's not just placing blame on somebody else. But then I've seen it not work where in the event somebody cheated um, multiple times and then the other person just continued to take that person back, but yet um, they didn't forgive. Um, they couldn't forget. It was always questioning um thinking that something is going on. And so that's when you really need to kind of reassess and think about it. Is it worth um, the headache of being with someone just to, for the sake of saying you have somebody, or is it worth peace? And so really understanding what is that person's um, presence doing in your life? Is it more so being um, an obstacle or a hurdle, or is it if somebody that can add value to what you've already established? Theo, what's your philosophy on second chances? Um, <clears throat> I think a couple of things. I mean, 
I think time is a big thing. You know what I mean? Like, if y'all were exes in your younger 20s or something like that, and, you know, it's been 5, 10, 15 years, you know what I mean? You guys both are more mature and things like that. You know, that possibly could be a good time. Or if whatever the problem, the reason you guys, like, broke up is fixable. You know what I mean? Like, if y'all broke up because it was, like, a long-distance relationship, but now you're in the same city. Or, you know, if I just started a business and I was, like, a workaholic and I had enough time, but now, you know, I understand work-life balance, all right, cool, you know, give that another shot. So if, if the problem is fixable, then yeah, I think it's fine. Or, you know, time, you know, just if you guys both grew from where you were at at that time, you know what I mean? Like I said, if you date someone that was 21 and now you, let's say, 31, 35, 40, you know what I mean? Like a lot of growth should have happened from then, so I, I would say that would be fine. You were. Should. <laughs> yeah. And they say time heals all wounds. That's what they say. That's a lie. Showtime. <laughs> Yes, hey, time doesn't heal all wounds. Well, me personally, I don't do second chances. An ex is an ex for a reason, but I believe the rest of the host had valid points that I could actually agree upon. Time is key. Um, the reason being, and the reason why I didn't want to jump into that, because you said you had different scenarios for us, but I really believe it's like if, if um, a person was horrible with finances and you know, like like you said, it might have been in their early 20s, but now they understand financial literacy a lot better. Um, it's certain. It's only only some things you can recover from. But the mo- the biggest thing about dealing with an ex or coming back into a situation is understanding that you have to leave what was where it was. You can't if you're willing to take someone back. You can't bring in bring up the reason why you all initially broke up. So if both parties are willing to, like you said. Acknowledge their um, their faults, acknowledge their growth and things that they need to work on or that they have worked on. It can it can possibly work with the right mindset. Yeah. So my my whole philosophy is, I think second chances have a time and a place. I believe that there is potential to give someone a second chance, but I view it like this: same thing. An ex is an ex for a reason. However, I think when you start analyzing the relationship and understanding, number one, who is the person who cut it off? Because if you are the person that cut it off and that person is coming back for a second chance, I believe that's a different type of decision when the roles are flipped and you got cut off and they want you back again, still putting you in the decision seat. And so I think that you people really have to understand, can you forgive whatever that person did that caused you to break up with them if forgiveness was even a, ever an option? Because people don't always break up because something bad happened. Sometimes people break up because the chemistry wasn't there or they – the attraction was lost or they found someone better. <laughs> so, you know, I really feel like all of those factors matter, but in the instance where you, you're not with that person and both of y'all are still not seeing anyone, I believe that if the two people can have a real 
serious conversation about what happened, acknowledge where the fault, who was at fault at what, and really forgive and move on, then there's potential. But I do believe that when you start getting to the third, the fourth, and the fifth chance, then now we are defining ourselves as the yo-yo type relationship where the person pick you up and put you down whenever they feel like. And if that's the case, that's the case, that's that would be a no for me. Like second chances are very hard for me as well, but third and fourth chances are definitely not an option for me. Um, I know that's contrary to what the people says because the, you suppose they give forgive them seventy times seven. But we can be companions and friends. You know, we don't have to be intimate partners in relationships. So. So let's talk about some incidents that you believe are acceptable for to forgive and then we'll talk let's talk about your opinion on things that just you can forgive but it ain't no going back. So I wanna start with the men because I'd love to hear what you guys think about from your perspective of from a single perspective and then from the married perspective, like if you're, because we talk about relationships in general, so not just, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, but like even committed. So let's start with Theo first. What is, what, in your opinion, what's an acceptable or a few, would, however many you want to give, incidents that you feel like second chances are deserving of? Uh, I mean, outside of anything lawful, like you're breaking the law, I think might, like I said, depend on time, deserve a second chance. Like, I, like some of the scenarios I gave earlier, like, you know, long distance didn't work, but y'all are back in the, y'all know y'all are back in the same area. Or, I mean, even if the person cheated, like if you dated somebody in college and they cheated, and now it's 10, 15 years later, they're 35, a lot could have happened for them. They, that person could be way more mature and just, you know, that's not them anymore, but, you know, I think the real thing with second chances, and I, let me say how you just said, I would only give someone, if I did it, a second chance. It ain't no third, fourth. Second is where it stops. But <laughs> I, think the, I think the communication at the beginning of why it didn't happen, like why it didn't work out before, is key. Because you, you need to see if that person's at that same level, if y'all both grew, if they're still doing the same things, if they still have that same mindset. You need to have that conversation in the very beginning and figure out, all right, why are we trying to get back together and what was it that we broke that, like, tore us apart? And is that fixable? Is it forgivable? Have we moved on from there? Okay. So Showtime, opposite question, because you don't get, you don't, you don't get a second chance. So, no, so what is, in your opinion, deserving of being cut off? <laughs> you got to be. You ain't giving second chances anyway. So what's deserving of being cut off? Lying to me. Um, not properly communicating um, your wants, your needs. Um, not performing what I would like you to perform sexually. Um, cheating. Um, this can go on and on. It, 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 every, but everyone's list is different. <laughs> Because my thing is, even with the communication, if we can't communicate, then we can't, can't we can't go over. I learned that when I was online. You know, yeah. when I was when I if I don't properly communicate, where can we go? Um, 
if you're not expressing to me that I'm not doing something that you like, then we're not compatible with one another. How can we come back from that? Because we're always going to clash and bump heads. Um, sexually, if we're not compatible sexually, what is the purpose of, of, of us being together? Because I'm going to go to Thailand and have a fun, a fun time. So at the end of the day, it's like those and cheating. It's just like I believe that if a person cheats on you, if, if things are sometimes situational, and, and I'm, the, I'm the first person to look at, at my role and saying, well, what, what wasn't I doing? Where did I drop the ball? Now, if you say it wasn't me, then therefore you just have, that's just what you wanted to do. That's where you're at in your life. But, you don't, but I don't have to subject myself or put myself through that. So I remove myself. I have no problem walking away. Um, there's a lot of women that can tell you that. I will leave a situation because if it's, if it's not healthy for me, then there's no need for me to be in a situation like that. T.W., what, in your opinion, from the female's perspective, is second chance forgivable? <laughs> um, I would, I have to agree with um, Theo. Like, if it's something that is fixable, and by that meaning that it could be something like Showtime even mentioned earlier, if, you're, if you don't handle money well, right, and you're just trying to figure it out and then say, you are now doing the necessary steps in becoming more financially sound, um, you know, going to, like, taking some financial literacy classes, um, connecting with your bank to figure out, okay, what are some um, plans that you can be a part of that would, you know, help you accrue money and revenue, things like that, then, you know, okay, yes, sure. Um, I'm all about second chances, but that third, fourth, fifth, and all, mm-mm. I'm good because after a while you are now entering a hamster wheel and you're just expecting um, things to change that aren't. And so I think you just have to be honest with yourself first and foremost before you even decide if this is something you're willing to do again. Yeah. And so for me, I'll, I'll go with what not second chanceable for me. I feel like, like, I agree with Theo on the cheating thing. Like, I think it depends at what stage of maturity the person was in for the cheating thing um, and, the like, why was the person cheating. Because sometimes you have people who are in relationships where the person wants to respect you and not – it may be the woman wants away from marriage, but he ain't trying to wait for marriage. So instead of smashing her, he smashes somebody else, but he's still respecting the fact, like, uh you know, <laughs> um, but faithfulness is very important because I mean that also ties into lying and things like that. So, I, you know, I mean, yeah. For me, I don't think that if you out here, like, like you got some real serious issues that you're not trying to deal with, um, you're harming yourself. Because you have some people who they go through things and they're not harming you. They're doing more damage to themselves, like putting themselves down and, I mean, threatening to kill themselves, making pe- making you feel guilty about, I guess, the things that they're going through in their life that they can't just shake or overcome. Um, stealing. If you steal from me, 
If you steal from me, you on a whole nother level of we not we not you on a whole nother level of, of um I don't I can't look at you as like a, a, a intimate partner if you steal from me. I've <clears throat> I was I think I was listening to the radio or something where this lady had called in and said said um that the boyfriend stole her tip, like she was like a bartender or something, and she kept the tip in a box underneath her bed. And he was the only person that had access to her studio apartment. And so one day she had worked this huge party. She had $800 worth of tips. She put the joint in the box, and she had left out. Well, the guy was the only person in there, and she came back, and it wasn't there. And everyone was like, so what happened? So she basically, like, confronted the dude. He got all mad, like, why would you think I stole from you? You did it. You probably just misplaced it. Ended up coming to find out that he actually did steal the money. But she had ended up taking him back because she was like, well, maybe I don't remember. And then when she found out that he actually did steal it, she was like, well, I already forgave him for it, so I'm going to just, you know. I'm like, you didn't forgive him for it because he, you thought that you were, he didn't steal it. So it was just a real crazy situation, and I don't think I could forgive somebody like that because it was like some con artistry stuff. Like, it was crazy. And if you're out here stealing from other people, like, I can't. No, I can't. If you're doing drugs, smoking crack, you're prostituting, you're doing what else. I, I can't get with all that stuff. But um, I like everyone's saying, I, I think that when it, what it really boils down to with the second chances is the person's tolerance level on what they can and cannot accept. So let's say that we give the person a second chance. What are the ground rules for how you move forward now in your new relationship so that you are working toward a a healthier outcome? TW first. I think, honestly, um, communication. Um, In order for the relationship to start fresh and for it to be reestablished, it's something that Showtime has said early in the beginning. Um, you can't focus on everything that happened prior to, especially if this is a clean slate and you're starting over. Um, you have to focus on the right now um, and focus on where you all are trying to go. And so you can't keep rehashing the past, like, as to bring it up as an insult if there's a disagreement or something like that. So I think communication is definitely important. And also understanding um, the reason why you want to come back together and try again. It can't solely be based on, oh, I love you, that's it, because it has to be more than love. What is the foundation that brought you all together in the first place? Because there are going to be times where you may not like a person, but you still love them, and love is just not going to be enough. And so I think really understanding the purpose of why you want to reconnect and what are you both trying to obtain throughout this connection that you all are now back to saying, you know what, we're going to start over, we're going to try something different. And then also um, making sure that you're both committed to to the investment of what you're trying to make work. 
um, and that just ties into not rehashing things from the past or what somebody used to do, especially if you know that you both should have been evolving during the separation, just saying. Um, so, like, bringing up those things is just not helpful. So your mindset has to also be more mature and different. Okay. Showtime? Same question. Um, me personally, I think I think that I would I, I would be a, a a pros and cons type of person when it comes to something like this. We would have to sit down at the drawing table, be at the table, and actually put on paper the pros and cons of us actually coming back together and trying to work towards something which also will tie into a conversation and actually understanding is is it is it more beneficial that we're together. Or were we benefiting more from being away from each other? Because sometimes my father used to say that people, the, the saying is, I want to get that old thing back. And how how simple this is about to sound, people don't look at it like that. If you want the old thing back, the same result is going to happen in the end. And that's going to be that we're going to end up, you know, not together. So you must try coming with like a whole different mindset. You know, people have to totally, both people have to change. They both, Everyone has to do a 360. But if you, I, I believe if you put things on paper and you actually can see it and you can weigh out, you know, your options, then I think it can be, a, it can be, it can be doable, but it can also be very detrimental to you all moving forward. Mm, yeah. Theo. Same uh, question. I think you just, I think you just got to be truthful in the beginning. I mean, like y'all need to have that conversation. And I mean, if you don't see it going the right way, I'm not saying the first thing, but like if you see like the old things coming back, like just end it. And I mean, it, ending it might—I'm not friends with my ex. We're all strangers with memories, but that might end a friendship or something. That that's what you want, you know what I mean? So just upfront, be truthful, have communication. If you see things going the wrong way. Be like, hey, you know, this is not working out. Like, and instead of, like, let's draw this out and say, no, we really wanted it to work this time, and it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Two tears in the bucket. Like, you'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I think I echo the same sentiments. Um, you know, one of the things I think also plays a role is what your family and friends think because I think sometimes, if you have made a decision to take the person back and you're going to move towards a healthy relationship, you have to figure out a way to manage other people's expectations and um, assumptions and criticisms because sometimes you get in a situation where you can accept and forgive and move on from, you know, what that person did, but others can't and they constantly remind you. And if you, I call listen to the noise, it can get in your head. But also you have to be able to discern the the quote-unquote, I'm using air quotes, the noise. Is it coming from a good place and is it accurate? Because sometimes we as individuals, we want to see what we want to see. We don't, we like, like uh, Showtime was saying, you want the old thing back so you're blinded by the fact that you want something old, but this person is coming to this relationship new and improved, so you're not going to get that old thing back. So if that's what you really want, is it really going to work? And then when you are when you have close family, because I think there's a TV show about 
the the exes, it's like family over fiance or something like that, where <laughs> the person has to make a decision on whether or not they're going to choose their family over the fiance. And sometimes you have people who are in these situations where it's like, this person did such a heinous act in the family's eyes or in the friend's eyes that they're like, look, I'm not going to be around to be a little weeping willow bush when this person does it again. And then they're trying to give you an ultimatum as a friend. So what do you do? And this is the last question, then we're going to find a word of advice. What do you do in that situation where you have decided you could forgive that person but your friends and your family? And I want to put more of the onus on the family because sometimes we're willing to sacrifice friends over relationships depending on how good of a friend that is. So I'm talking about best friends and I'm talking about family like mom, dad, grandma, sister, brother. What do you do in that situation, Theo? I can repeat it one more time for me. I just want to make sure I got the question. One when you when you can accept the person back, but your family, your close family and friends uh, can't, how how does that impact your decision? I mean, it shouldn't. I mean, it shouldn't really impact it. I mean, if, if over, they might not accept her at first. Her or him. I was just talking from my perspective. But her or him at first. But I feel like over time, you know, they will. But like, they might still have that. You know that eye. They might be, which might be a good eye. They might be just like seeing something that you can't see because you're back in the thicker things. But um, oh, you know, give the grand, give give the parents a grandchild. They'll be fine with it. Your friends, they'll get over it, you know, super quick. But um, don't so don't worry too much about them because it's not their relationship. It's your relationship. So that's what you gotta remember. And eventually they'll be alright. Um, like I said, it's, it might take them a little longer than you because they saw what you went through and they don't want you to go through that again. So that's probably why they're why they had their guard up. But you know, eventually they they'll let it down over time. But don't worry about it. It's not their relationship. Okay, T W. Do you listen to your friends and your family, or do you lead with your head and your heart? <laughs> <laughs> I think at the end of the day, um, I always say whatever decision you make you need to be okay with whatever the outcome will be as a result of your decision. And so um, there are going to be a lot of things that family and friends don't agree with. It could be your choice of career. It could be where you're moving to. It could be anything because people are always going to have an opinion. But it's just that it's up to you to decide if you're going to take the opinion and spit out the bones or keep it moving because you have to be happy and confident within yourself. And so even if you see the change and then they don't, oh, well, you know, um, I just don't want anyone to live a life of regret because they're basing whatever they decide about their life from the opinions of somebody else. Now, in the same token, you know, like Theo said, um, they saw you from that place of hurt. They saw you in that place of brokenness. So they're just being a little more protective because they don't want to see you go down that path again. But they also have to be okay with the fact that you make the decision at the end of the day, even if they don't necessarily agree with it. And so eventually it could be a look like, mm, told yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm we tried to warn you, but you just didn't want to. But, I mean, it has to be for that person to understand and go through that process to know whether the decision they made was a good one or not. Okay, showtime. Family or fiancé, which one you going with? I'm always going to rock on my lady. I'm sorry. 
Um, I, and it, some something happened with my um, with my ex wife. I um, I had to let my mother know, like, Mom, you're my mother. This is my wife. I have to I have to go with my better half. And at that point in time, that was my wife. Um, hence, I'm divorced today. My mom is still my mother. But they but people respect you more when you make a sound decision because at the end of the day we're gonna go biblical. My wife comes before my fiance, the woman I, I'm with, comes before. Now we're not talking about a little girlfriend boyfriend thing. I'm talking about a serious adult relationship. I I can't go with and I always I listen to what people say. Everyone has an opinion like other things, but no one is paying my bills. No one is making me happy. My mother told me I need to be single the rest of my life. I said, Ma, I can't sleep with you and you got a husband. So why do I need to be single the rest of my life? So at the end of the day, you can't really take everybody's opinion and, and, and rock with it, but it's, it, it, but it's situational as well. It depends on what the situation is. I'm not rocking with somebody that's telling me something and they haven't been in a solid relationship their life, in their lifetime. So <laughs> it's like, okay, like, okay, Uncle Charlie, you've been married five times. What, what are you really going to tell me? Right. You know, so at the end of the day, it always, it's always about the messenger because I have, a, I have a, um, the news in which I just told you, I had somebody who just was like, man, I don't know. I wouldn't do it. Da, 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 da. And my thing is, I'm like, well, well, why wouldn't you when you've done X, Y, and Z? But people always want something to say because it's not them. But I, but I listen. When people give me when people give me things about their relationships, I listen. I don't even judge because most times you don't even want my opinion. But I ask people, are you leaving her? Are you going to leave her if I tell you what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear? No, I'm not. So what is the purpose of having this conversation? So just take away a grain of salt. Um, if it's something where oh, you're getting beat and, and, and your safety is, is in harm's way, that's when you should listen to your family and friends. But if it's just a thing, oh, I just don't like her or I don't like him, you have to give me way more substance than that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, if your life is in danger, come on here. Yeah, you definitely need to be listening to folks. So, you know, any domestic violence, I, yeah, I don't, I don't rock with that. Um, so if you are experiencing that, we're going to encourage you to contact the domestic violence hotline, which we will give you at the end of these, uh, this, this session. But, so, yeah, that's I, I pretty much agree um, with that. I mean, I feel like you it, it just depends on what, you and you're willing to take, and I feel like the only person that I'm be listening to is the the throne of grace. So other than that, it is what it is. So we're out of time. Flies when you're having fun. What are our final words of advice today? Let's start with Theo. Um, I'm going to say a line from a uh, J. Cole song. He said, <laughs> fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, F the peace sign, load the chopper, and let it rain on you. So don't give people Wait a minute. Let me get this domestic violence hotline number up. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, I was about to say, not in like, bro, don't shoot the person, but like, just cut, the, cut the person out your life. Like, don't allow someone to like keep coming in and messing up your life, messing up your happiness and your flow. So one time, cool, all right, you know, that was me. But after, after that second time, don't give nobody another chance. Like, they, they done. They show, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. That's right. T.W., final words of advice. <laughs> they always um, 
practice the art of self-awareness because once you are able to self-aware and identify your needs and your wants and what's necessary and unnecessary, you'll be able to place healthy boundaries. And in placing healthy boundaries, you will examine what you tolerate when it comes from the ex. Showtime. Close us out, sir. Just know your worth. Know what you want. If taking your ex, if taking your ex back is something that you want, just enter it. You know, tread that water very, very softly, slowly, and just make sure it's the right decision for you and for your future. No one has time to be wasting time. That's the only thing you can get back. Person can steal your money. Person can hit you. Person can harm you. But you really can't never get that time back. So choose your time wisely and make the best decisions for you in your future. Well, y'all, we're out of time. My final words of advice are, look, make sure you have a realistic view about your situation and how things between you and your ex, you know, started and ended. And if you decide to take that path and give them a second or third chance, as some people do, really, really, really understand whether or not those values and priorities and deal breakers, the reason why y'all broke up, has been resolved. And if they haven't had that conversation, you have to, if nothing has changed, you're going to get the same result. Insanity is the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over the exact same way and expecting different results. So please, 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 be realistic about your situation. And then for all of you out there who are in a situation where you feel like your life is being harmed, I'm going to give you the National Domestic Violence Hotline here in the United States. It's toll-free. Advocates are available 24-7. You can reach them at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's S-A-F-E. If you're on your touch-tone phone, that is 1-800-799-7233. And with that, we want to conclude. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Love and War. You can do like you always do. Visit www.dearchrissy.com to check out the archive shows. If you want to listen to the current season, you're going to go to Spotify. You're going to go to Anchor. You're going to go to Apple and check out the feed. And while you're there, do us a favor. Give us five stars. Leave us a comment about how you like the show, and we'll greatly appreciate it. And that's all I have for you tonight. And we're going to do like you always do and catch us next week. We're out. Thank you for listening to Love and War. I'm your host, Crystal Francis. Don't forget to tune in next week, Monday, 8 to 8.30 p.m.